0: Now turned into the dopest college radio station, UCM the Beat. Keep it locked. U C M the Beat. You will listening to the Smoke Signals podcast on the Beat. Today we have Zach Newkirk. President of the fraternity Theta Chi for UCM. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, a little busy
1: this week, but
0: yeah. How about you? Uh, we're here, but
1: w- let's get into like, who are you? Who am I? Um, I'm just a kid from a small town uh, from Raymore, Missouri. It's kind of just the suburbia, little town outside of Kansas City. Uh, grew up. I uh, played football in high school. Um, didn't really know what I was gonna do with my life especially like at the end of my senior year because everybody was like i'm gonna do engineering i want to go do this and that and uh i was i wanted to dabble in a lot of things i I liked engineering but i also um i liked i don't i I don't even know i guess business and stuff like that i like selling things to people just like being able to like talk to people and stuff like that networking and then uh and then i got i took a law enforcement class my senior year of high school and i was like well i really don't like like the law enforcement stuff, but I do like the politics of it. Oh. And so then I, and then I've also was, you know, I would always like get on Twitter and have Twitter, Twitter debates with people. It was always a good time. So, uh, that's I came here and I uh, did political science. Um, and then I guess my career at UCM, I, uh, I guess I'm a first semester senior now. Um, and then, uh, my beginning here, I guess for Theta Chi, I, uh, so I actually my story begins at Quick Trip where it currently still work. Uh, my pledge dad Marcus um, met me like on my first or second day there at my at my store, and he was like just running me through the run of the mill questions, just hit going through his recruitment spiel about oh you know you know, basically asked me the same questions like where are you from like but, what are you about stuff like that and then he was and then he was like okay like where are you like, going to school I was like, oh you see him and he was like oh. I, and I saw like the, turned in his I turned in this brain and he was like, you want to join a fraternity? I said, no, <laughs> not in a million years. And then, uh, he was like, oh, he didn't know to say to that. He was like, okay, that's weird. But like, all right. Like, I didn't even like, I just shut him down. I had no, like no interest. And then, so we come to school and, uh, I'm waiting for stuff to happen. I was here for the UCM kickoff like a few days. So, uh, and then, uh. Uh, the recruitment week starts, like, in the middle of the week of the first week of school. And so I'm sitting there for, like, three or four days just kind of just waiting around, chicken rocks, kind of, like, not really uh, not really doing anything. I would go to class, come back, and pretty much just play video games. I'm like, well, there's got to be more, you know, more to school than this. And then I get a, you know, my phone starts ringing. I'm like, oh, it's Marcus. I was like, you know what? Why not? Why don't I go get this guy out? Maybe he's got something for me. And then, uh, uh, coincidentally, I just go. Uh, probably, like... I made a group of friends pretty, pretty quickly. Um, and uh, yeah, like Marcus, Kyle, uh, Nathaniel, Sid, uh, Jake Lentz, there's some people that I just met right off the bat that I was just like, yeah, you guys are cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, two, two recruitment uh, chairman positions, or sorry, two consecutive positions, or uh, runs later in recruitment. And then now uh, I got uh, president in the fall, so. Now, did you like want to be president or? You know, and that's a very funny thing because I, at the end of my recruitment term, I was so burnt out. I was like, man, this stuff kind of, like, I, I just have to, like, I have to haul people around for, like, like a month just trying to get them to recruit. And I was like, I, like what even is president like? And then I figured out I'm really good at delegating things. Like, I, I, I always have people ask me questions like, hey, man, like, what when is this event happening? I'm like, I'm not the secretary. Or, that, or you have your Google calendar. Go look at it. Or, uh, you know, do we have money for this? Do I look like the treasurer? Just to, and I won't say it to them like that, but in my brain, I'm, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'm not that guy. Go talk. That, that's a, that's a that person question. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of delegation, uh, a lot of paperwork stuff that I have to handle, which is like, you know, you you take it, you look at it, sign off on it, you get it to the person it needs to go to, um, or uh, yeah, just make it, just making sure everybody's doing okay. That's what I like. I also like doing that too. Like, uh, just somebody reaches out to me, they're like, hey, man, like this is going on. I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it, dude. Like, like, go handle your thing. There's, there's a lot of things in life and like, you know, go, go do your thing and come back to us when, you know, when you need to. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And like, what, what exactly like is your job? Cause like
0: the treasurer takes care, takes care and watches of the funds and stuff. Secretary makes the plans.
1: Um, so I guess from like the viewpoint that I, I've, I've taken from it is like, I kind of just watch over the whole thing, making sure uh, I, no one crashes the ship on accident yeah. or if someone screws up, I'm there to kind of like I basically the requirement of being president is shown that you got to be uh, you got to have like a general background knowledge because some people get into that president spot um and are like uh i have no idea what i just signed myself up for or just with any position in general so some people that happens to and for me i'd watched uh brendan for two years uh do it and he did a fantastic job in my opinion and then uh i did recruitment and it was like recruitment was like the biggest delegation job of them all where people were like because as recruitment chair it is not solely on job to you to just go out and recruit people it's everybody like it's the entire chapter's job basically you're the person who has all the information where to send people um you know if they need to go sign their bid card um basically i have all the documents and the paperwork uh the chapter needs to go out and do things and I'm, de- I'm, I'm also the big motivator and so as president i'm it's basically i wouldn't say it's the same job but it's kind of the same thing where uh, a lot of the things that want to get done um I guess i guess more or less the buck stops with me uh you know say you want to do a project a fraternity project like a fundraising thing or a philanthropy thing um you know the the chairman will discuss it and bring up to the vp and it's almost just like hey does this sound like a good idea? And, and uh, it's kind of like a senior advisor almost, like with the president. Is like, okay, you're kind of you're kind of advising the entire fraternity based on your previous like knowledge of being in it for a while, seeing what works and what doesn't. And a lot of the new people are in those new chairman positions or those um, those uh, lower the lower ranking exec positions. I mean, each each position is important, but um, just in terms of seniority. Um, so basically, I'm the one that advises everybody. I, I'm, like, the epicenter of, like, the factual knowledge of, like, the fraternity, if that makes sense. And that, I also, one of my legal responsibilities is that I'm the, uh, the risk manager. So basically, um, I, yeah, like, if something were to happen, I'd be the person who has to take care of the situation. Say, um, someone gets arrested, for example, or uh, the police show up at an event you know something like that yeah and you're talking about some new people earlier how does that work like how do people join i guess um so it's fairly easy so uh all you have to do is just meet with the requirements of the fraternity um so if you're a new member it's a uh, you have to have a 2.5 gpa which is i think the men's average is 2.8 so we're just 0. 0.3 under because we do understand that you know, the GPA, you know, just depends on your schoolwork and stuff like that, that, you know, if you're wanting to become a doctor, you're going to pick a quarter major. Sometimes, uh, you know, your GPA is going to be a little bit rough because, you know, the standards you have to, you have to uphold yourself to. So, you know, we just have that general broad GPA just for everybody, um, you know, or a bad, we're not going to let a bad semester ruin your entire experience. Um, so, yeah, just the two five GPAs I need to meet. Um, the, uh, basically, the chapter gets to know you at that point through the recruitment process, which is pretty tried and true in my opinion. Um, And so through that recruitment process, the chapter has their input and their say, you know, we acknowledge, you know, the pros and cons, um, especially if people, you know, certain people will exhibit, you know, character that we may not agree with or express, you know. Uh, We also believe that the pledge process or the new member process, excuse me, uh, is like more of like a character building type thing. In which I think, like especially Theta Chi in general, has put a nuance on it. Um, you know, despite the things that you've seen, like um, uh, like the Delta Chi, uh, the tragic events of Delta Chi, and uh, I think Pi Alpha uh, Pi Kappa Alpha, excuse me, Pi Fraternity um, at Bowling Green and VCU, uh, where they experienced we experienced uh, two Greek deaths uh, last weekend. Um, and so I think where we and just as general as State of Chi is uh, we have like this nuance of like, uh, you know, making sure we're doing the right things in the appropriate way, you know, not and upholding, you know, our oaths and stuff like that, you know, that we're not going to make a general, you know, if you're going to be a gentleman, we're going to treat you like a gentleman, essentially. And, you know, just make you not do tasks, you know, that we wouldn't do ourselves. Um and so stuff like that. Uh, oh, and you, it's, you guess back to your question about, um, joining the fraternity, uh, yeah, like the GPA and stuff. Um, and then basically at the end, um, both parties will kind of come to terms and we'll be like, Hey, would you like to sign a bid with us? You know, we like you, uh, the fraternity thing, you know, fraternity voted on you. Um, we all like you, like, you know, here's the opportunity to, uh, take this and i know people people take it very it's very nerve-wracking for some people myself included i was at that point i was like whoa i was like i have never you know you know never had joined an organization besides football that was like you know bigger than myself at least that i knew at the time and i was like this is like this is like crazy new to me and um uh it's not as intimidating especially afterwards because especially looking from the other side where i was handing out bids you know i think at least at least to like almost 20 guys in my in my term or my two yeah my two turns just uh, in general um, but yeah at the time it's very big um, other than that yeah basically all you get to be is in good terms with the school with us um, GPA has got to look good um, and it always comes down to the part where financials are in question because joining the fraternity people are always like oh you know fraternities you buy your friends and stuff like that and it's just like no I mean sure I guess sure if, if I'll give you the benefit of the doubt, sure, you are buying your friends because you're joining an organization. But to me, I think the, the networking possibilities definitely outweigh – because I hate when people are like, oh, well, fraternities, you know, you're just a bunch of – all you do is drink beer and uh, and talk to sorority girls. And it's just like, no, not true at all. You know, you have the opportunity to do philanthropy events uh, and raise money for, some, for a bigger cause. For example, we do the uh, United Services Organization, um, you know, with uh, – fundraising you get to raise money for your own chapter so uh there's a lot of positions like opportunity positions like being the president where you're uh, a lot of oversight stuff um the treasurer you get to hands-on manage money that is not your own and you know you're held to a higher standard with that money you have to be very you know like like with clockwork and um or i guess yeah colloquial term clockwork like you have to be precise with it um with recruitment uh you know every company has a recruiting team uh, you know, just stuff like that, where people are always like, "Oh, you know, fraternities are just pay for your friends." No, it's a lot more than that. It's a ton of experience, a lot of networking. Um, just yeah, it's and I, I'm very passionate about it myself. There's some people, you know, who aren't, but for for me, I think that's why I got president was because I'm that I'm that guy. Now, how do you respond to to like parents and and stuff like? Not letting their kid join the frat because like of what happened two weeks ago, or and I'm, I'm very glad you asked that question because I was thinking about that the other day where I was like, you know, I was like, you know, I was thinking about you guys. I was thinking about you know you Simon and yeah. Colin. I was like, man, it's like, what if you know, what if I got you know parents concerned about their children coming, you know, to be with us and uh and you know like. And they, will, they will express those concerns and i'd be i would i would you know almost encourage them to come sit down during a uh, a, a, a pledge event or, okay. or, or excuse me a, a new member education and be like hey this is what happens here this is no joke like they sit down and they learn about the fraternity and they learn about what we do and how we do it and they learn about our ideals and, and fundamentals um you know seven pillars for example um you know exp- experience that firsthand and uh Geez, and and my three years here, I have never ever seen any alcohol or any you uh, know Ill, illicit drugs and stuff like that. Um, at least in in, in my event, eh, in, at least the ones that I've been to. Um, and so, uh, and so, whenever they're like, oh well, you know, the VCU and the Bowling Green ones, uh, they were they were actually um, the father reveal parties, which is actually like statistically, that's like the most dangerous parties that fraternities put on, or the uh, the father-son ones, because they actually, yeah, like, uh, our own, they did a, um, did a study on it and they were like, yeah, that's the, the that's the, uh, the most dangerous one. But anyway, back to the previous point. Um, yeah, I would encourage them to basically uh, monitor us and be like, hey, you can, you can watch us do stuff like, or, you know, definitely check up on your kid and make sure he's doing okay. Like we encourage that kind of behavior because, you know, we're going to make sure your, your kid's treated like a gentleman the way it should be yeah i mean pretty much any time i call call my dad like he called he'll pick up go you get hazy i go no he goes oh bs you, yeah it, he just doesn't believe me yeah and it's very funny because my dad you know he works with a bunch of uh you know guys that come out from the college and they're like yeah i oh my buddy he uh, went so-and-so fraternity and uh and yeah, they, they said he got, he got hazed the life out of him. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I have no idea. I was like we, we never did that. We sat down for a class and uh, and talked about, you know, like we just we just learned a lot of the basic information. Um, and f- for that, for me, I thought it was really cool to learn about. Um, and especially like, um, I don't know. For me, it took a different spin because I, d- I do hear stories and stuff like that about hazing events and, and stuff like that and it's just like for me i wouldn't want to do that you know if people were like oh well you know the hazing events they they create camaraderie and um they make they pull your brothers together and it's just like no they don't i was like i was like you're like you, it is crazy to me it's like you're you're traumatizing young kids emotionally and physically to you know and that binds them together no that's garbage and you know i'll you know if people if this gets blown up or whatever. Um, People, I'll definitely have people in the line like, "Yeah, you're an idiot. You know what you're talking about." Hazing was good for me, and I'm like, "No, no, you teach. You know, you need to teach young men how to act like gentlemen. Simple as that."
0: I mean, I don't understand how it's good. Besides, like for everyone else, kind of like making fun of, making fun of them. I guess. Do what was that? Like, I don't understand
1: how people could view it as being good. Besides, like for the other group making like. Um, and, and and you know what i don't know either but i've also heard on other like at least from like personal sources where they're like yeah no i'm glad i'm glad i got hazed and i was just like what i was like you I'm like i don't know i can't i can't me personally I can't, it doesn't sit well with me and that was one of my major concerns too where you know i asked you know the guys who were uh, in in the recruitment process at the time whenever i joined i was like am i gonna get hazed and they were like they're like well, no, but, like, only thing you can do is trust us. And I was like, so you're, you've got a point. And they're like, yeah, if you get haze, you can leave. Like, that's, that's your – like, for whatever reason, you know, I, I don't know if there's, like, this, like feel, – people feel like once they rush, they have this obligation to, like, to, like, stay around, you know, especially if they, like, do get, like, you know, haze and stuff like that. It's just like, no. You, you, if, you, if there's something you don't morally, like, agree with, that something happens and you think that, you know – I mean, by all means, definitely, like, try to stick around and see if you can change something. If you want to be that guy to be the bold one and stick up for yourself and stick up for the, uh, the other people, definitely do that. But if there is something that, you know, it's just, you know, personally just destroying you inside, definitely, you know, st- take a step back if you have to. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, I, I've i been hanging out with Daniel and Justin and all of them yeah. for sure. probably the whole year. And, like, I... Pretty much they built trust by the end of right. the semester, so I knew they wouldn't do anything, but that was a worry,
1: and that was pretty much the first thing Daniel said was, no, we don't do that here. Yeah, and that, that was, the, that was like the cool thing. I could always, like, I don't know, like, especially coming for the people that had those concerns, and I was like, all you got to do is, like, you got to trust me for, for, like, a couple, like, just come a couple times, trust me on this. Like, that's because I know, like, you know, you can't trust people for what they say unless, you know you know, unless, you know, you see their actions yeah. firsthand and, uh, and, you know, cause a lot of, a lot of fraternities are like, oh, well we don't haze. And then, you know, three weeks later you're in the, uh, the, the basement and, you know, so, you know, it, uh, yeah. And you're, uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't take that the wrong way, but like, that's typically where that's like the, the stereotypical, like hazing events happen is, uh, you know, in the basement of the fraternity house where it's secluded and, you know, not, not publicly seen.
0: I mean, that's just kind of how they show it in movies, and sh- right, right, exactly, too. and that's
1: what I'm saying. It's stereotypical, and so you know, you know, that's like the yeah, that's what happens. Not all the time, but you so, know, but just a stereotype.
0: Yeah. So, like being in these classes for I think it's two weeks now. Sure. I, yeah, yeah it's been two or three weeks, something I don't know, like that. It's Daniel, so yeah, it takes forever, right? But um, it's like this frat is
1: like actually international too. Yeah, we have a uh, we have two chapter. I can't remember. if It's one chapter in Canada. I think we have one or two. So that's what makes it international. Is we are we have multiple borders that we're on. So very cool. But how do, how does that work? Um, I yeah, we just uh, like like how does like starting the chapters okay, in, uh, in, you know, in, uh, in internationally.
0: Yeah, like how do we how do we
1: stay in touch with ones that are that far away? Oh, very yeah. It's also a very cool thing. Uh, so. Before COVID, and there will be after, there are ones after COVID, we have a a national conference in which, um, or I guess now an international conference, excuse me. Um, Oh, did it turn off? No, it'll be fine. It'll be fine? All right. Um, And so uh, we have these national conferences that, so we go to Indianapolis generally. Actually, last year was supposed to be in St. Louis, or excuse me, in January, and uh, they moved it back to Indianapolis because COVID guidelines. And then they finally canned it because, um, they, they told, they said no, or this a city of Indiana, or excuse me, Carmel, Indiana told them no. Um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, we would go to that. And so you get to meet chapters. So they um, for sure your president recruitment would go. And then, um, last year they started rolling through, um, uh, whenever I went, it was the vice president of health and safety, our chaplain, which, uh, he does a lot of, he leads a lot of the ritual stuff. Um, and then, uh, I believe or, there was one more. I can't remember. I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Oh, in the Marshall, um, that roll through. And so, um, so you have your respective conferences, basically how to, uh, do their jobs better because they realize that, you know, the other positions need it too, other than chat or, you know, recruitment, Marshall and, uh, and president you know which are all very key things to the chapter but it's nice to have you know those extra two conferences to uh you know keep up with the times um so yeah so basically you meet a bunch of people there um yeah i mean i i, I was talking to uh some guys from uh i wasn't saying i believe i think i can't remember if it was san diego state but um yeah just some, some guys from california i chatted with the clemson president for a little bit um uh, yeah, base. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, you're uh, the worst thing. It is about th- uh, is like you're in conferences like all day. So uh, you go to your uh, your general conference, uh, and then you split off into your rooms with people just about or with chapters that are about your size. Um, and so generally, you're with a lot of like for us, would be you'd be a lot of the D two D three schools. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then I, we did the president's conference online this year. And I pretty much learned the same stuff that Brendan had told me because because on our drive back from Indianapolis, you know, you have seven, eight hours to talk about what happened. Yeah. And so we're both reading from our notes and, you know, like, oh, yeah, this is what happened and, like, this is what I learned. And so then at the president's conference, I think the only thing I learned about was uh, our new application called Chapter Spot. Uh, but, yeah, basically that's how we keep in touch with our um, international guys is that um, they come and... Uh, they come to, they come to, uh, Indianapolis, uh, and you're required to go actually, which is, yeah, if you, if you don't go, then you get kicked from your spot. Um, so yeah, definitely go. Um, and then, um, and then IHQ always sends out emails like literally all the time. It's at least once or twice a week where you're getting news updates and, um, or updates from, uh, your application. So we use Greek bill as our, um, as our, uh, money, uh, or our financial system um yeah just stuff like that no
0: like uh, i know you kind of explained ihq to me last week but like what for people that don't know
1: like what the what is so IHQ? the international headquarters basically they are the mothership of what's going on so basically they roll out all the new programs um for example they rolled out um uh, like uh, i forgot what it's called yeah so they they, they uh Allowed us, they authorized us to use Greek Bill instead of uh, Omega Phi, um, which Greek Bill has been a godsend because it, uh, it was kind of confusing at first, but it's so much easier. It links right with My, my Theta Kai, which is the other application we use, um, basically, to input everybody's information. Um, and then, um, and then uh, they do other things like um, if we wanted to do uh, ritual stuff over uh, Zoom, um, they allow for that. You, send an, uh, you have to uh, have that approved of, but um, beforehand, it was only supposed to be in person, but they allow for things like that to happen. Um, and then they're also associated with something called the Grand Chapter. So the Grand Chapter has, like, uh, they have like uh, I guess, rolling representatives. So, like, you'll have your, um, your uh, Grand Chapter president. Uh, and these are just generally, these are all alumni, by the way, um, that will basically kind of like, like the, i wouldn't say that they're like the governing governing body but like they kind of are in a way and then um and then so then uh funny enough our executive director is from our chapter his name's uh mike Mayer. met him a few times very cool guy he's got a lot, he's got a lot to say about theta kai um always um and he's basically like 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 i said he's the guy that kind of just signs off on stuff and uh and uh oh, yeah no
0: like because another big worry that me and I know – like me and Simon both had is like how like how much it would be to join, to like
1: live at a house or something. And so that's the beauty of joining a, a fraternity, especially on a smaller campus like this, is um, – well, A, actually the fraternity gets to set their own dues. So um, – but by default, you do have to pay your national dues. So for us, I think it's like a couple hundred bucks for the year. And then, and then uh, basically we go off previous expenses and what we pay for and what we do. So generally we have a Greek week uh, in the spring and homecoming in the fall. That's basically our two big um, expenditures that we do, at least here at the school. Uh, we pay for other things like insurance and stuff like that. Um, and so that's the beauty of it is like we pay 900 bucks a year total. And so... Um, and then we try to split it up either evenly, or we uh, bulk load in the in the fall, and keep it light in the spring. And then, um, and then uh, uh, new member dues are rel- we keep we keep them relatively low, just kind of as a bonus for joining. Like, hey, here's a bonus. Like, here's a hundred basically, you know, here's a hundred dollars off or two hundred dollars off, or whatever, um, compared to our dues. Um, and then, um, and then like living in the house, so we also used to have the plex and i know you you just learned about that not too long ago yeah i i just saw a giant building um and so we used to live there and that would actually be a part it was actually cheaper to live at the plex i think by like 70 or 80 dollars so nothing crazy um but it was cheaper to live at the plex and then um and it would just go to your camp or your uh, student uh Advisor? No, it would go to your student finances. Basically, oh, okay. like, if you were to live there, it was dorm, like, money. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, but now we have, like, our own chapter house, but basically you just pay rent on it per month. Okay, and it's not ridiculously expensive, like, you know, like most fraternities. Like, the reason why those, those other fraternities, those D1 fraternities and stuff like that where they have uh, a giant – uh, I call them frat castles. It's very, it's funny. Um, uh, those giant frat castles and stuff like that is because they have to pay rent on those things. And you're basically paying to live in a mansion with tw- uh, 40 other guys generally or 20 or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. You're yeah. shelling out a lot of cash for that thing. Plus, you got to pay insurance and um, and uh, other fees. Sometimes even chapters have like, like a house cook or like a cafeteria they roll through.
0: Yeah, my sister. My sister works for one of those from
1: Mizzou or used to or something like that. But and, and so yeah, that's what I'm saying is just like yeah, whenever you go to like large, large schools like that, it's you know, it's 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 pretty pricey. But for here, um, we kind of have that liberty of being able to either be in the fraternity house or not be in the fraternity house, um, in which a lot of those camp, those big one, big campuses, they kind of make you, uh, but. You know, good for us that we can, we can do that. Um, and I think it helps being spread out like that sometimes just so we're branched out and, uh, you know, we spread the word about theta chi and stuff like that. Um, you know, or other people know theta chi, you know, from you, uh, and stuff like that. Um, and so I think if you want to, do you want to join a fraternity, but you don't want to spend a pay an arm and a limb for it, uh, definitely go to like a smaller school.
0: We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, he's going to get a little more into what fraternities mean for him. You are listening to Smoke Signals Podcast on UCM The Beat.
1: So, you know, I'm a dog, and I'm kind of new to this family, but I've noticed a trend. My humans do this thing where they go around and get all my toys and hide them in this basket, but it's always the same basket, and it's always the same place, and then they act so surprised when I find them. But I'm like, hello, that's where you put it last time. Humans are the worst at hide and go seek.
0: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person, adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org.
1: Now, that's my recommendation for sure.
0: Now, what would you say about like, what is, I know everyone probably asks you this, but what does
1: being in a fraternity mean for you? Like why, why join it? Um, it's like committing something bigger than yourself and I feel like it's a very cliche answer but it's true it's I, you know you can't deny the truth there um, and that and it's you know putting yourself and applying yourself towards other I guess others um, you know showing people what you're about and really testing like you know you're based in, you're building relationships while you're at it um, and you're networking with alumni who may or may not you know be able to help you in the future um, that and you get to Uh, test your like your skills and you know the business of what you want to do that uh, yeah yeah it's kind of yeah i would say it's a very broad question but at the same time like you know it's a very frequent one and uh and definitely i guess the cliche answer also is also true
0: yeah so but
1: well thank you yeah thank you